I mean, jet lag is. I don't think there's been enough research done on jet lag. Yeah, agreed. Because in my life, I've had nights where, you know, you don't sleep much, and you wake up, and you have to, you know, you have to go to work the next day, or uh-huh. you have shit. But you you suck it up, you you power through, and it sucks, but you can do it. When I get off the plane from an overseas flight overnight, and I haven't really slept on it, by 10 a.m., 11 a.m., I can't put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I'm legitimately at risk of falling unconscious standing up. <laughs> and I need a bed. I need yeah. a hotel bed. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast, everybody. Julio with Francis, Ryan, and Chris. And we are letting her rip today. Hi there. Hello there. Uh, um, Julio, you got a bug on your ankle there. Get rid of that puppy. Yeah, you're going to eat that? I think it was fuzz. Oh, it was fuzz. It's a bit of fuzz, but thank you for looking out. Well, you mentioned on the last episode uh, the the loud wedding that you Mm. had to face. Mm -hmm. So we live very close to what's called Dumbo House. Oh, yeah. You know that place? Sure do. It's one of the Soho House places. And a pretty, like, notable one. as, As the houses expand and become more and more abundant dumbo house still stands out as one of the stars does it yeah it's well known for the brunch there's a good outdoor pool situation yeah it's a it's a it's a star so we live very close to it and we actually look out over dumbo house so i have a view of their rooftop pool situation and if you're not familiar with soho house it's this company that creates these sort of social clubs in cities, mostly, um, where people can come and work or socialize. And, you know, it's also a very sceny place. It's like a CNBC yeah. kind of place. There's, there's rest, restaurants and the setups are all different. There's a hotel attached. And in theory, only, quote, creative people are supposed to be able to join, which has sort of become not true in practice yeah uh but it's like a thing i think it originated in london it was supposed to be this bohemian enclave mm-hmm. um that was a it, it rendered status upon the people right. who got in and, and a finance bro free zone yeah you're not you're not <laughs> supposed to be in finance and work there you have but you know it, it, it's yeah. it's it's like well what is a creative job i mean if you work in advertising you can probably get in there yeah. and, and i so, suspect the finance bros have found workarounds because work i know arounds. plenty of them who remembers totally um but it's a it's a it can you know it, it's a pretty pretentious place it's pretty you know they think highly of themselves and i've never been a huge fan but i'm just being an asshole when i say that i think that there are plenty of good members there i have a lot of friends who are members um and and we know, you know, you guys are in, right? Hill Dogs member. Yeah. And it has a great utility, which is that if you're in a city and, you know, the hotel rooms at these places are cheap for members and they're really cool places to stay and like... Yeah. And like they do it the same everywhere. So like you like the spicy margarita, it's going to taste the same in Barcelona as it does in New York. And like if you're in, if you're in Soho House in Rome and you order uh, a drink, it's going to come with ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like sort of... Uh, immune to any sort of deficiencies that any local places have. Right, spot on. <laughs> and um, they also, you know, a lot of them have these great pools that you can just sort of lounge in and they and have the nice... Francis holds his breath in for as long as he can. Yeah, <laughs> nice cabanas around them. So anyway, we look out on this thing and uh, it's hard for me not to be filled with judgment on a Monday morning when I'm leaving my apartment at 9 a.m. and I see that the roof pool is already filled with people i'm like dude it's monday why aren't you what are you people yeah, doing maybe it's people on vacation. how are you able to take down aperol spritzes at 9 a.m on a monday where don't you have to be <laughs> um but maybe they're on vacation who knows point is uh recently 
they've started having these kind of parties sometimes at night and they have loud music and it 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 plays from like 6:30 p.m. on mm. and it's not every night but it's some nights and i had a night to myself apartment to myself me and the dog Sierra was out all night and she walked in at 9:35 to me calling our doorman to complain about the noise <laughs> now what is too early for me to complain about noise in New York? I believe there's an actual guideline about this, mm. and I do also believe that you are too early. I know that I'm too early. You're too early in general, and I think you're also technically too early. Am I too young? All of the above, dude. Too early, too young. I'm too young to be <laughs> complaining about noise? No, not no you're not. Because you're she she couldn't believe that uh, some, that I would do that at my age. She's like, you're a 70-year-old man. That's really funny. Um, I don't think that there's an age. I've certainly done it, but like never at that time. Like I've done it like late at night if I'm like trying to sleep and there's some really loud shit. I'll like call through on one. For for what it's worth, I I called down to my our doorman and I said, Hey, I'm just curious. They have some really loud music going on outside. Are you getting a lot of other complaints? <laughs> and he goes, you're the first person to call. <laughs> and I know... Old Barnacle Ellis. I know we are some of the youngest people that live in our entire building. <laughs> so that really put me in my place. That is great. That really put me in my place. And I sort of backed off. I wasn't like, go do something about it. I would never say that. I was just like, hey, do you have any idea when this has to stop? Mm -hmm. because it had been going on for three and a half hours. <laughs> you know, speakers set up loud music as I'm trying to watch, you know, shows that I only get to watch when Sierra's not, not around that really require me to be able to focus, like John Wick 4. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was, I don't know, I was watching something that I wanted to really be able to hear. And, um, you know, she, she, she made fun of me for it. She said I'm an old man. Wait, this was Sunday? No, it was a like week. A it was a weeknight a couple okay, weeks okay. ago. Last week sometime. What uh you know did this noise not bother you? It bothers me a lot, dude. I didn't sleep at all in my last apartment. Right. Because there was just constant noise. And it was the type of noise that there was like nothing I could do about it, dude. Well, what was, about what about like music, yeah, partying? So noise? it it depends. Like our old we had one of our our neighbors, which by the way, LOL at this because for whatever reason, I interacted with my neighbors constantly and Hillary like never saw them once. Huh. It was almost as if like the dancing frog who only dances when no one else is around. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So our neighbor would constantly bump into him and it, that's, I guess that's irrelevant here. But one night he had like a banger party. It was like a fire island party. It was like, boots, boots, boots. <laughs> I just pictured like a hundred shirtless men in his apartment, mm -hmm. fist bumping and whatever. So if it's that seldom, dude, it's you awesome. can, you can have a few of those. And sure. Then, and then you're good. So like, that was really loud. Our wall was shaking. But mm -hmm. I was like, he's never done this before. I'm not going to be a pain in the ass about it. I'm going to let him have this one. And you know, if this if this continues to become a thing, I will then make a, an issue of it. So if it's if it, it's harder if it's like Dumbo House, you know what I mean? Who like clearly has the community board in their pocket, right. theoretically. I don't know. So like, it depends where the noise is coming from, who's making it. But I do not have a lot of tolerance for it, especially if I'm trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Right. If it's 11 p.m. and there's a lot of noise, I'm not cool about no, it. No, no, that's not good. What is the time when people have to shut off loud music in a city? Is it 10 o'clock? So online it says um, 10 through 7 a.m. Yeah. But. What is that, a moratorium on noise? This? What do they call it? Quiet, Quiet hours. Quiet hours. And hours. then construction has to stop by 7 p.m., right? It's 7 to 7. Um, if it's like private construction. Because I know road work doesn't apply to that, which I learned the hard way. <laughs> just sawing metal, bro. The crazy, and you just can't escape it. Nothing uh -huh. you can do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll find more info. We'll yeah. have stuff to talk about at the end. Thank you. Nice. Uh, but dude, yeah, it's, it's one of the, the, the pitfalls with living here. And I've related more and more to my uncles or aunts who were like, not aunts. I, there's an uncle in particular who like couldn't wait to get out of New York. It was so loud and I like didn't get it. 
and I've I've grown to understand it a bit yeah. more as I've gotten older because yeah. it's like no matter where you live, what you do, there's going to be a moment where there's really annoying fucking noise. Dude, ah uh, man, we we um one thing we did not foresee by moving as we did in February, we only moved four blocks from where we used to live. Yeah. But we went from, I guess, the periphery of Dumbo, uh, really more like Vinegar Hill, to the absolute epicenter of Dumbo. Mm. And we are at ground zero for the tourism of Dumbo. Oh, yeah, like stop in the middle of the street, take Dude, a picture zone. it is absolutely brutal. Yeah. There, there are so many people within a hundred feet of my front door at all times will you stay for this do you you sign a two-year lease two year with an option for a third so your your guys are locked in for two for sure we're gonna stay i mean we don't i I don't i don't see a choice um but it's a nightmare with two dogs that we Uh have to take out four times a day Uh um to, to walk because do they go at the same time yeah Mm-hmm. That's good. And there, you know, the the issue is that there are just people littering everywhere. Mm. There's kids dropping ice cream cones and the dogs are trying to eat that off off the street. Mm. You've got, you know, guys riding around on bikes on the sidewalks blaring music and being like, "Watch out." <laughs> You've got people just full-blown littering, you know, yeah. acting like assholes. And then you got like hundreds and hundreds of people taking posing for pictures and you don't feel right walking through their picture um and it's just a it's just gonna really eat away at my sense of peace in where i live yeah granted the winter is a lot better the winter's fine the fall's not so bad but right now dude the summer yeah. I feel like I live in Soho. That's tough, man. That's tough. I didn't I, know it was like this. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew that it was like it to a degree, but not to the way you're describing. Crazy. I feel like we need something bad to happen. <laughs> dude, be careful, man. <laughs> be careful, dude. Let's call it, let's call it like a sewer explosion. <laughs> like a leak. Bad. Some kind of a leak. I don't know. Maybe a... I'm not sure what it would be. <laughs> Just something that makes a lot of people say, is it safe there <laughs> for for a little while, you know? Yeah. Keeps them away. Yeah. A public... Execution. Execution. <laughs> One person, you know, <laughs> gang-related, that would be good. Just an isolated incident, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a fight between, between two competing hot dog vendors. You renegotiate your lease. Just two hot dog <laughs> vendors warring over turf. There are a couple hot dog vendors down there. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Sure. How are the dogs getting along these days? The dogs are getting along great. They're pals. They really like each other, huh? They're pals. They're really... They're, they need each other. That's sweet. They are the fairly odd couple. They hang out? They do, nonstop. They and they sleep in the here. same bed together at night, even though we have two beds for them. Wow, and really? And they cuddle together. Yeah. And then they do this sweet thing where when they wake up in the morning and they're kind of drowsy... Uh, Ruby sort of stands over Kojai and they just sort of sniff each other quietly and gently for <laughs> like five minutes. Very sweet. Yeah. Let's just make sure doing a di- diagnostic exam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure everything's working All here. systems go. We good to go. Uh, yeah. what are they, when they're hanging out, what are they doing usually? If they're not sleeping. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> what do they do, dude? <laughs> okay, they like to play. But what are like doing what? So Ruby will go into her big toy basket. They go into the toy basket. They root around in there, and you never know which one they're going to pull out. It's a dealer's choice. Interesting. They're hitting shuffle on the toys. Nice. And they pull one out, and then Ruby comes over. She'll squeak it a few times in her mouth, and then she'll look, come over to where I'm sitting down, and she'll bring it over to me in her mouth, and she wants me to grab it so she can play tug of war. Mm -hmm. But I'll start, and she's gotten pretty strong. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have a good purchase on it, I'm, not the game's it. not really lasting. And if I let go, she then thinks gleefully, oh, I've won, but she wants to go again for another round. And while this is happening, what's Kojai doing? He's usually chewing on, <laughs> we give him these uh, like cheese sticks. 
<laughs> they're hardened cheese. Very, he loves it. They're very hard. They're and very, very hard. Ruby doesn't care for them. She doesn't mind them. She likes them, but she doesn't like them the way that he does. He could spend yeah. a whole day gnawing, gnawing this thing down to, to bits and pieces. So he's playing with one typically. How long does that one last? Uh, if he commits the day to it, probably like six hours, wow. six or seven hours. But he'll he so it's won't. Big. He, they're they're like that. How big. thick are they? Um, like yeah, like hot dog. A little thicker, and okay. they're and they're rectangular. They're like a okay. prism. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, they're hard. So you got to kind of really gnaw on it. And he doesn't have that many teeth left. Mm. But he he is very happy to just splay out on the ground and, and do that and for a while. That. And she'll do it too. And then if if sometimes if she's if he sees that she's got one that's fresher than his, mm. he'll go take hers from her. And what will she do? She'll back off because she she just wants him to love her. Oh, that's sweet. Um, but he'll it. kind of like growl and and nip mm. at her and then and the take it from her. And do you go Kojai? Yeah, bad boy. <laughs> I say that's a bad boy. Do you intervene and give it back to her? No, okay. you know I let nature do yeah. do what it must. Fair, fair. Um, and then we, you know, they Ruby changes spots a lot. She <clears throat> hops up on the couch and then really just plops down in sort of a curled pretzel. Against an armrest. Can he, can Kojai make it to the couch himself? Yeah, he can jump up there, but he's getting less interested in it. I, I, I think that leap is starting to take its toll on his right. back legs. She also likes to, to go over to the window and prop her legs up on the, on the sort of radiator and then just look out the window. And she'll stand with her legs up like that for 10 minutes. And Kojai will just continue chewing the cheese. Yeah, he can't get up there. He can't see what's going on in the world. So if she's doing that, does he does he react or he's just like, okay, she's doing He doesn't care that she's watchful. Got it. So if she decides to do any given thing, he doesn't necessarily change what he was intending to do. No, he's much more independent-minded and indifferent to the goings-on of the apartment. But if he were to decide to do something, he might be able to rally her to do it. Oh, she might follow him. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. He, he calls the shots. And they'll follow us around a lot. You know, I'm never home. Mm -hmm. um, and so Sierra works in her office and they'll go in there with her and jump up on the little couch in there and, That's nice. and then be around her. So when you come home, are they like, they're like the Blues Brothers? Oh, they're they like get shuffling. so excited when I get home. <laughs> they can't believe it. They race to the door. I get on the ground with them. I roll around. Nice. They give me kisses on my face. Cute. And then finally, when I'm done with that, I get up and I give Sierra a hug. <laughs> nice. But she does. She has to wait for the. Daddy's home. She has to wait for the hello with, from the dogs. That's wonderful, <sighs> guys. If you're looking for some swag this summer, we recommend going to Express and oh. grabbing some solid options. You're wondering to yourself, what are they wearing right now that they look so good and I don't? Well, <laughs> it's Express. Yeah, it's really good. I'm wearing the modern prep short sleeve sweater polo. This was a big asset in Europe. It was amazing to just walk around as I just went. <laughs> Yeah, that guy just got off a yacht that he doesn't own. <laughs> and I'm also wearing the solid 7-inch hyper-stretch elastic waist shorts. Rust color. Hillary says, I love a rust. Uh, I love and a good rust. Right. You guys know me. I'm in the relaxed linen blend t-shirt. Those are my faves. And I'm also <laughs> rocking the solid 8-inch hyper-stretch chino shorts. They stretch like they're hyper. <laughs> and they, they just have every solid option for a guy for every single season. Currently, obviously, it's summer. Polos. Perfect Pima cotton tee. Button downs. Uh, premium quality and details, and actually really great customer service. All of our shipments have arrived early, not even just saying that. They didn't even tell us to say that. Mm. So working, just uh, dealing with them from all aspects of customer service has been great. We returned a couple things that didn't fit properly. We reordered. Seamless, effortless process. We love Express Men. Uh, they have everything that you might need. Hell so yeah. Express is always running awesome sales. Uh, so we're excited that we have the code OOPS for 10% off uh, online that you can use in addition to the deals that Express already has. Head to express.com for your summer wardrobe. Speaking of which, I have gifts for your dogs. What? So w this is fun. I, I can't believe I forgot to mention this on the first episode, but we in Croatia, we had a, a lovely listener of the pod. Her name is Petruniela. I might be s pronouncing it wrong. She's like from Croatia, Campbell. from Croatia originally, mm. now lives in Austria. Um, and she was saying, when you go to the old town in Dubrovnik, you should go visit my family store called Notebene. Uh, and it's a very cute little store. They sell all sorts of snacks and treats uh, and a bunch of different stuff that are all made in on the premises. She goes, let me know if when you, when you think ballpark, you're going to go 
and I'll let them know so they're expecting. It. And oh. I'm like, oh, that's fun, whatever. Like, I'll go. I'll definitely go. Like, I love shit like that. Like, I love. I love the community. I love all you guys. I love when you hit us up to come check stuff out. We both love it. So, uh, I was really excited to do this, and it was a high priority, right? So we say we're going to go around 5 p.m. I walk in, and you know, her her mother, her brother, and their good family friend, who's this musician who just moved there to attend the top music school in Croatia or something. Mm. This kid, by the way, 13 years old, plays the clarinet. He he chose to change, and he was like, the oboe wasn't quite doing it for me. The sound, <laughs> the sound was just a bit too harsh. Mm. It, it was a, he was a really impressive young man. Uh, so anyway, as I walk in, they go, Julio, you're here, and I'm like, oh wow, like what a nice welcoming. Wow, yeah. They've prepared this tasting for us, and as I start looking around the store, dude, they had placed Oops stickers all over the store. <laughs> oh my god, there was a treasure hunt of Oops stickers all over all of the products it was the sweetest most fun thing ever they make carob dog treats since dogs can't eat chocolate it's almost like a taste I, I don't know whatever but it's this like award-winning dog treat so wow. they, they gave me two packages to give to you oh. i forgot to bring them but i'm gonna bring them uh next time or next time i see you yeah they'll love that uh, mm-hmm. and it was such a fun awesome time so thank you guys again for setting that up notabene mm. in old town dubrovnik uh and it just felt great to get this this you know this warm welcoming, dude. Just have That's the so carpet cool. rolled out for me. It was so special and so fun, and it was great Man, to meet them. You are really good at connecting with our international community. Oh yeah, big time. That's Love pretty it, cool, man. That I mean, is yeah. pretty cool. Because what? How? Like, it's so special to go somewhere and have like a any slight in that makes your trip different from everybody else's. Ton- totally, you know? totally spot on. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's always one of the things that I explore before I visit somewhere. It's like, do I know anybody there? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was really fun. And I think that the dogs have some solid treats lined up for them, dude. I'll let them know, man. Yeah, let, let them <laughs> they know. They are going to love that news. Yeah, yeah. they each have their own bags. So they won't mm. have to fight over the fresher ones. Uh, yeah. Koja won't be doing any any thievery. No, I, it's funny. I actually got home the other day and I, I walked in on them talking about uh, <laughs> where they thought, what country in the world they thought makes the best treats. <laughs> and Koja was like, you know, I heard the former Yugoslav bloc countries <laughs> were really onto something. Uh, and Ruby was like, get the fuck out of here, get out of here. But. <laughs> They'll be th- so they'll he'll he'll be kind of like proud, you know. He'll yeah. say, I, "I I told, told you. you, yeah." Should be like, "I'll never doubt you again." Yeah, exactly. Fearless leader. Yeah, they remind me of Pinky in the Brain a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not bad. You know? That's exactly right. He's yes. like the smaller mastermind, and she's sort of the, the go along for the ride, go fun. along for the ride, brute force edition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I, I I've been excited to tell you this. This is random. It has nothing to do with me, but a friend of mine told me a story that I thought was so funny, and I, w- I was walking around the wedding in Italy. Beginning to tell it and then realizing he's the one whose story it was and making him tell it. Oh, I made okay. this guy tell the story three or four times. Nice. Great guy. His name's Patrick. Used to live in Japan. He has moved to Hong Kong. Uh, really interesting, fascinating guy. Uh, you know, I think he worked for Gold. I think he works for Goldman Sachs. He's like, hmm. he's killing it. So anyway, uh, really great guy. But he told me this story. So he was saying him and his boy would go out in Japan or whatever. And, you know, the Japanese can, can turn up a bit. So, yes. This guy's like, let's go shot for shot or something with, 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 with this guy. So he's like, all right. So they start drinking. And this guy's a huge guy. He's like 6'4". A Japanese guy? No, no. Patrick oh. is not Japanese. He's like, you know, I don't oh, know But he's he drinking with a Japanese with guy? With a Japanese guy. Okay, so cool. he's drinking this little guy under the table. The guy gets so bombed. At one point, they're talking, talking to some girls they met. And the guy pukes in his breast pocket of his suit. <laughs> <laughs> pukes in the breast pocket of his suit while they're talking to the girls. And he looks at Patrick and he's, he just, he winks at him and he goes, gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> like as if he's like, we, don't worry. We got, like, they didn't know. He was so hammered. He thought that that was like a really slick move. Dude. I was like, that is so fucking awesome. Dude. Oh my God. That is so awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. I know, I know. That's amazing. Pretty good. Do you know what's funny? Ending a trip with like Italy Arriving in Italy almost felt the way you feel when you arrive back in the USA mm-hmm. because I was in places that are much more, quote, like foreign to me than Italy. I've been to Italy right. a million times, visiting family, whatever. Normally, if I was originally just going to Italy, I would immediately feel the difference, mm-hmm. but I immediately felt like completely comfortable and it was a, it was a nice feeling. Man, I'm glad to hear that, but it just <laughs> reminded me. So the late show in Pittsburgh, I... 
I'm performing and a girl who's, you know, four rows back is, is yelling nonsense Mm. and yelling nonsense when I would finish a joke and then I would start the next thing and she would, she would be talking over Mm. me, but not even at me, just like talking to other people at the table being like, I I don't know what she was saying, but it was loud and it was just jumbling my wires. I, it's so hard for me to keep my train of thought when someone else is is doing that. I I, I find it impossible. It's hard, yeah. Um, and I did what I always do. You know, I started with a, a kind effort to get her to be quiet. Um, I just said, "I miss. I'm so sorry." It's really distracting with you being loud like this. Um, is there any chance you could like kind of reel it back a little? You know, no, no problem at all. Just, just being like, hey, come on, let's let's try. And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, okay, good, 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 all good. People applaud. Five minutes go by. She's back, back on her bullshit. Just like <laughs> fucking wow, wow, wow. Just <laughs> saying dumb shit. Who the hell knows? Talking to people. And again, now I'm like, all right, this is strike two. I'm like, hey. And I turn to her table. And I go, because they were all being quiet. And mm-hmm. there's like eight people with her. And I said, hey, guys, any chance you can like try to keep her? Because I know she's shit-faced. That's what this is. I'm like, can you, can you work on her? Can you, you know, let's work together to kind of just keep an eye on her. And She's really distracting everybody else and ruining the show for everyone. We all paid the same amount for these tickets. Like, let's not detract from the experience of the whole room. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we got you. And she goes, I'm sorry. What can I say? I'm Italian. Oh, God. Jesus. And that's when I was like, this (laughs) fucking woman. I hate that. Yeah. To use your heritage as a get out of jail I can't help myself. It's like there, there, I ruin there's, shows. There's nothing shows. about you know the culture and history of Italy that says you need to come to a comedy show in Pittsburgh and ruin it for everybody. <laughs> it's not in the Constitution. It's not where you know you're not you're not given more leeway. That's not some kind of like cultural practice sacred to you guys. You're just like you know behave. And not only that, she didn't. She wasn't like f- fluent in Italian. She was like a fourth right. generation Italian, right. Right. you know, person right. or whatever. She's an annoying American. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and um, and then I, she said that, and I go, "Oh, you're you are what I thought you were. You're just a bad person." <laughs> and you said that? yeah, I said that, and I started getting like annoyed because then it happened again, and I was like, "Stop! I'm gonna kick you out!" Like if you know, shut the fuck up and just kind of had to like really talk over her because it's a city winery so they're not it's not a comedy club it's an event space that There's has no live giant music guy standing at the door they don't know really which cues to take from me that are like kick this person the fuck out yeah yeah um at a comedy club they would have dealt with her sooner mm-hmm. um but what i did was you know at the end of the show i had this they had this beautiful piano in there for me. And I sat down and started playing. And I'm just playing a couple of chords. And I'm like, what do I want to play for these people? And I started singing about this like old blue-collar couple that came over on a boat with nothing but the shirts on their backs from Italy. You just made this up? Yeah, I'm just making it up. <laughs> And I talk about the challenge of them, like, you know, working their way through the docks in New York and then finally moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to find a better life for their children and, like, watching their children grow and succeed and become part of the culture and the, and the, and the town and only to see their granddaughter turn out to be this massive disappointment (laughs) who demands so much attention that she ruins comedy shows at city wineries (laughs) and dude the place went fucking nuts it was like because i set it up such a slow burn you didn't know 
where it was going. And it was so cathartic to me to really lean into this like operatic ruining of her soul. Did she like it though? She didn't leave, which was to her credit. I didn't. I didn't really keep an eye on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes that person really enjoys that moment. I, yeah, I was not being nice. <laughs> I was not being kind. Um, I let her have it, and I used her citing her Italian heritage as the story of her life, <laughs> and really just just didn't like take my foot off the gas. And uh, it was a good moment. That's how yeah, I closed awesome. the show, and it was really fun. Dude, it's funny as you say that. My the Gallerati's first touchdown in Pittsburgh, I believe. Really? My grandfather's older brother moved to Pittsburgh. Uh, or maybe his, there's something with our family about Pittsburgh, and that sort of like encouraged my grandfather to come here with my dad and their family. Uh, and he ended up moving back to Italy after he like worked in America for a few years, but. I guess Pittsburgh was a big uh, Italian spot. They would go work in the coal mines or whatever, steel factory. Interesting. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. That is cool. Boy, oh boy. There's something romantic about coffee. Ain't that the truth. When your lady brings you a cup in the morning, <laughs> you say, boy, I married a gal. <laughs> She's the love of my life. I love this coffee. From my gal. Guys, we love coffee here on Oops the Podcast. We love a good iced coffee. You've heard countless tales about how we like it. And we're sure you like it your own way because coffee is a very uh, personal experience. That's why we recommend trying out some Stella Blue coffee. It's mm. so delicious. Great cold uh, brew. Really good cold brew. Really good coffee products. Uh, part of the proceeds go towards charity to support uh, helping to help dogs find homes. And you can get yours tomorrow. It's available on StellaBlueCoffee.com with next day shipping on Amazon Prime. Don't stop waiting in line at Starbucks or ordering on confusing apps. Having your name spelled wrong in the cup. You know, I know all about that. Uh, Gulio? Gulio? <laughs> any uh, coffee for Gulio? <laughs> Go to StellaBlueCoffee.com. Use promo code OOPS for 10% off of your next order. And do us a favor. Please enjoy just your coffee. Don't waste that beautiful moment. Well, dude, it's funny. Uh, in Italy, speaking of Italians being Italian... There are some like ex- Italian things that are like cute, but also annoying when you have to deal with them. Like we stayed in this like villa; it was very nice. Uh, you know, came, came it was one of the recommended stays on the wedding list, right? Uh, not not cheap and not marketed as a bed and breakfast hotel, right? In this old fourteenth century, whatever converted, nice, charming, but the woman running it, dude, was a disaster. <laughs> she was so such a pain in the ass. It was un, it was it felt like she was hosting us. She was my uncle's friend and I was staying at her house. <laughs> like dude, we got back from the Thursday night and she goes, "Where are the other two people?" I'm like, "I don't know." She goes, "It's getting late." I'm like, "I don't I don't know." Also, like you should, and in my head, I'm like, shouldn't you like tell us if there's some sort of curfew? Like, yeah. why should we care that yeah. you're awake still? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, all right, whatever. She doesn't mean anything by it. But the entire time, dude, over and over and over again, these things are happening. I'm like, how do we turn on the air conditioning? She's like, I have to do it for you. I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. So <laughs> they don't like doing rolls that. Rolls her eyes. I get in the room. I get a phone call immediately. You have to close the window. Or it's not going to work. I'm like, <laughs> are you? How do you know the window's open, you know? Dude, like like over and over again. And then she's like telling us, the bus tonight, you're going to take it. It's coming. I'm like, okay, because the first night I drove. Then, dude, I was like, watch. I was like, we're going to get back. And she's going to like give a shit about how we didn't go to breakfast. Like joking. We get back. She goes, I waited for you at breakfast. You never came. And then she's like, oh, you went to the place we were going for the wedding was much nicer. She goes, Oh, you went over there, didn't you? She goes, oh, I bet it's much nicer there than over here. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you, this should be marketed as what it is. This feels like an Airbnb where you, like, regret not staying in a it's hotel. It's a homestay. It's yeah, a homestay. It feels like a home. It yeah, it's, yeah. Like a, it's like a barter. I'm like, do you want me to go garden for you now? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You're a surf. Dude, it was A futile crazy. surf. Just crazy to like. I've never like seen something like that. I was like, mm. I guess she like didn't mean anything like by it, but dude, it was brutal, bro. Mm. Mm. It's and it's so like not relaxing to have a situation like that. No, you know where like you're on, you're on a trip. You, you want don't to have relax. Pri- you don't have privacy. You don't want to be worried about asking anything. You know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, so this is why know. my buddy never. I have a friend who just refuses to ever stay in Airbnbs. 
Same. I, I don't I don't say that. And either. he says he just knows that a hotel will be close to exactly what you think it's going to be. Totally. And that Airbnb is you open yourself up for massive curveballs. Massive. I fully agree with that. I feel that exact same way. And it doesn't end up being less expensive necessarily. No. It's like an either or. It's not like, okay, well, but it's cheaper. Right. You know, unless you're like staying in, if you want the entire place to yourself option, you're paying the same amount. Right. And to your point, curveballs. Like the be- and also, like, you don't have the built-in infrastructure to like help you or advise you. You just get a folder. Mm. Everything you need to know here. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're in a laminated yeah. folder. Yeah. And yeah, Airbnb, not the move, bro. I don't know. I, I Sometimes if you have a big group of people and you're all going on a trip together, doing a big house that's nice and splitting that is, is a good way to go. Agreed. But we went skiing this year in Telluride and, you know, Sierra backed out last minute because she, she had Lyme disease and... um. I still went and therefore I gave another one of the couples the room I was going to have and just because they they were they had a, they had joined late and we're going to take the like kids room with the two single beds and I was like I'll take that and it was in the basement and the fucking like water heater for the whole house was next was in the through the closet in my bedroom and it was kicking off so much heat that I was waking up as though I was being tortured. <laughs> Just right my mouth, throat, whole right esophagus, all the way down to my stomach, right dry as a chimney. Ugh. And just bleary-eyed from the altitude, you know, brutally hungover, stuff like that. Ugh. For three nights, man, it was a, it was a nightmare. Oh, that definitely contributed to your early exit. Yeah, I just said, enough of this. I'd rather sleep outside. Dude, that's so brutal. Yeah. Um... Well, dude, it's funny. We were on our way to the airport, and we had a Newark flight out to to go to Croatia. Mm. And it was like Friday early evening. So it's like, if you're going to take an Uber, you got to leave pretty early. We had a lot of luggage. So, you know, the train route, which I prefer, like, which is a good one, too, because you know when you're going to get there. It was like less the move. So we left early. Hill Dog and I sort of get into a fight a little bit in the car. We were like bickering, not getting along. Mm -hmm. So as this sort of like, as a statement, as we arrived, I made sure to get out of the car as soon as I could and immediately rush into the thing. And by doing so, I like started a scene. I accidentally <laughs> cut off one of the baggage guys who was rolling. And this woman goes, you know, you're really rude. <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, you're very rude. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. And I looked at the lady. I'm like, oh, what? You work here now? I'm like starting to. You said that? To the lady. But not to the guy? No, because I was rude to the guy. And I apologize for that. But I'm like, who are you, lady? Oh. And then I'm like, I guess she was ultimately right there to be like a vigilante <laughs> in that situation. But wait, wait, wait. Had she given her bags to the guy who worked there to trundle in for her? She was uninvolved with the guy who I walked in front of to get into that big thing where you like walk and to keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. By the way, one of the most flawed pieces of technology in the world. Truly bad. You I've can just never made face it. Face plant in ne- that not, thing. not one time has that gone without stopping. Yeah, dude. I've never once gone through that revolving sort of. I guess you'd call it like one of those flower mixers uh, <laughs> doors without with at the, at the pace that it wanted me to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, it's tough. Uh, anyway, so it took a second to get to move on from that. Mm. Hillary was annoyed at me. We ended up making up all good. We get on the flight and dude, I texted you this, but we, I slept on the flight, which like I don't usually do. We had normal, normal seats. Like it wasn't comfortable. Um, and usually what ends up happening is I'm like, all right, I'm not going to sleep. So I'm going to do stuff. So I do stuff, texting and playing video games and watching movies. But this time I was like, I'm not doing any of that. Phone is off. I'm not touching any media. And this entire time I'm going to try to sleep and it worked. Wow. You didn't even allow yourself to watch a movie. Nope. I ate the food they brought and then I immediately shut it down and I did not do a single thing. And I woke up a ton. Sure. But like it was enough sleep. That it set the tone for my entire trip. Wow, good for you. That's so disciplined. It was the night. Do you do you? I feel like you sleep on flights. Do you not? I mean, no. no. So not, when you go to Europe, all. what do you do? Um, I just kind of fuck around. I watch movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I like close my eyes but don't sleep mm-hmm. and just sort of lie there, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. And what do you do when you arrive? Do you take a nap? 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. I mean, jet lag is... I don't think there's been enough research done on jet lag. Yeah, agreed. Because in my life, I've had nights where, you know, you don't sleep much and you wake up and you have to, you know, you have to go to work the next day or uh-huh. you have shit, but you, you suck it up. You, you power through and it sucks, but you can do it. When I get off the plane from an overseas flight overnight and I haven't really slept on it, by... 10 a.m., 11 a.m., I can't put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> I'm legitimately at risk of falling unconscious standing up. <laughs> and I need a bed. I need yeah. a hotel bed. So what I'll do, yeah, we'll get to where we have to go. And, you know, you you you, you lie down and you set an alarm and you say, I'm going to sleep for two hours, whatever. Yeah. And then you wake up and getting up and forcing yourself oh, to get so up. Hard is probably one of the hardest things. It's one of the hardest things. Because uh, you just want to sleep for like another five hours. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you'll wake up at 7, 8 p.m. And you'll be like, who's ready yeah. to take the town down? <laughs> Let's go meet people. We're in Europe. Yeah. Ah! yeah, yeah. Stay up till 5 in the morning, and then you're exhausted again. Yeah. You never switch. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's crazy. I like What I usually do if I, if I haven't slept, I commit to the really hard nap, but like, force myself to be up and out for dinner and then usually i'm I'm good to go the next day Mm. but this time dude i slept you know probably four or five hours it was enough that it did not alter my stay at all Mm. i didn't take a nap i didn't do anything i felt like fucking superman good for you man thank you not not trying to brag but dude but i feel you like like jet lag is underratedly difficult to deal with even just a few hours right you know what i mean um but i was happy that i got the good nap in it's fucking tough you know very very difficult um dude i encountered something this morning that was pretty disgusting actually no first i want to tell you this sorry um on the air serbia flight i witnessed one of the funniest customer service encounters i've ever experienced (laughs) i didn't experience it the the flight attendant uh and the people behind me she someone walked by with the garbage so we could throw out our little the the wrappers of our little treats they'd handed out the woman and another woman comes by and she is holding garbage with her hands, extra garbage, to try to help be helpful, it looked like. So she had a can with a cup in one. She had, I, she had a couple, you know. And I go to, like, place my thing in the cup to, like, help her. And she kind of, like, fumbles a little. And a little flick of beer sort of goes in the air. A little of it gets on me and a little of it gets on the people behind me. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like it's fine. I, I get it, right? The people behind me are going, ugh. She goes, I'm sorry. They go, ugh. She goes, I'm sorry. And they do it. They go, ugh, again. She goes, hey, what do you want me to do? I don't have any free hands. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. I was like, you can do that? Yeah. You know? And she was right. Yeah. I feel as if, and now granted, this is different. Maybe it's cultural difference, whatever. Like, she, had a pretty, she was very Serbian. But, like, I feel as if that's going to happen eventually. Where the companies are going to be like, that's it. You're all a pain in the ass. No more customer service. Fuck off. I think that we're there. <laughs> right? I think that the, you know, you've seen all these viral videos of people getting kicked off planes and getting accosted and fights and bullshit. That is all stemming from years of flight attendants being treated like shit. Yeah, yeah. They're not waiters. They're not. Let's be honest. They're not working for tips. Okay? Right, right. They're not in the service industry. Maybe they are. Are they? I don't know. I guess te- maybe technically, but I'm not sure. This is their job, yes, but they're not, you know, they're not at your beck and call even though they have a literal call button. <laughs> I, have you ever <laughs> pressed the call button? Yeah. And I've got it's funny as time has gone on, I'm I'm afraid to do it. Dude, when I was a kid, it was impressed upon me that that was normal. No, that calling, oh. pressing the call button was akin to calling 911. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were like, under no circumstances do you ever press that button. That's funny. And one time, you know, you're a kid. You're curious. You don't mm. know what's going on. One time I pressed it, and we... I remember distinctly because we, my parents tried to press it again and turn it off, and it was just back then it didn't work that way. Once you pressed it, you couldn't unpress it. And the flight attendant unstrapped herself from her jump seat, 
walks all the way down to us. She goes, yes. And my parents were like, I'm so sorry. Our son did that by accident. I could feel the shame, <laughs> my skin just prickling and turning red, and I, I almost I might have cried. You know, <laughs> I, it was it was so bad what I had done, and um, I've carried that with me, which is to say, <laughs> I don't think that the flight attendants are there to do anything for me other than when they do their usual rounds. Hand me my ginger ale or my apple juice or my water. I'll take a bag of peanuts. Whatever. Yeah, yeah right. That's it. That's during, during it. the scheduled. Totally. That's it. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. get mad about anything. I'm not gonna get mad at them. Right. So. Yeah. Fair. But booze changes the equation, man. These people. I'd bet you that the vast majority of airline altercations stem from the fact that people are being, being served blasted. booze in the sky. Yeah. The amount, dude, the amount of people I see ordering every time I get upgraded to first and every single time there are people drinking alcohol at like 9 a.m. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. People make an exception for themselves. Yeah. They uh, think I'm on a plane. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm basically at a bar. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. I just picture some like naughty 10 year old. You ever seen the movie League of Their Own? Yeah, of course. There's one scene where he says to Gina Davis, he's like, like, I just imagine, like, you calling, hitting the call button, the lady shows up, you're like, she's like, can I help you? You're like, yeah. What do you say we slip in the back seat and you make a man out of me? <laughs> <laughs> you can fully get away with that as a 10-year-old. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I think I was, like, five, though. Five yeah, or yeah. six. Kind of too young for being Casanova. I didn't know any of those. <laughs> in League of Their Own, she goes, how about I smack you around a little? He goes, can't we do both? <laughs> Tom Hanks says that? No, some kid, some little oh, kid. Oh, oh, <laughs> dude, it's fucking. I don't remember that. That's dude, great, <laughs> dude. I I saw the biggest turkey move of all time at the airport in the like duty free store. It wasn't even the duty free store. It must have been like a Hudson News equivalent. I think we had a Newark. Some guy just walks in, and you know how they have like all the standard shit in there. Like everything that's in there is like you expect it to be in there. There's like no wild card items at all whatsoever. The guy walks up to the lady and goes, Do you guys do you guys sell Reese's sticks? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Is this guy serious? Dude, and this guy looks like the classic guy who would ask that. He looked like a refill his own vape cartridge uh. calf, calf tattoo with long denim shorts guy. <laughs> You know, like a fucking I'm like, Reese's sticks? Like yeah. why would they have Reese's sticks? Also, why she won't know. <laughs> the people who work in those Hudson news stores, they don't know what they don't know shit, they've got in there. They, they can shit. barely direct you on how to use the self-checkout machine. <laughs> it is new technology. It's replacing them and they're doing their best. Yeah. Let's let them, you know, let's let it slide. Well, they're, they're starting to crack down on self-checkout theft. Probably thanks to like Mark Norman and the amount of people who are like, constantly posting that they steal at the airport yeah the yeah. woman was looking over me like a hawk dude in the united terminal but you know what was awesome i used miles to buy all my shit i'm like what? i don't need united miles dude yeah you know what i mean that's 600 cool. miles for a fucking water absolutely <laughs> you know what I mean? that's like worthless whatever however many miles i needed to use like yeah um that's cool have you guys gone to a coffee at like a duncan or a starbucks at an airport yeah that gets pretty contentious too what the people mean? that are waiting around and they're it's building up, everyone waiting for their coffees, they have a flight to catch, and people are just like asking, like, did you get this? Did you get this? Mm. Or going back and complaining. Have you guys seen that? No. Well, no. you guys are usually. Did you get this? Line. What do you mean, did you get this? So I got into a tiff with somebody yesterday. So I was standing, I was waiting, I had time to kill, but there were people complaining. They're like, my drink's supposed to be purple. And uh, like, hey, like my Beyond Meat sausage sandwich, like I believe you, I really think it is Beyond Meat, but like it doesn't look like Beyond Meat. Can you just check? Uh, like a lot of that. Like this uh. is real sausage. Like. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I, I felt bad. There was like one or two people working there and there was this, there was this girl and I was waiting and I ordered, it was under Ryan and <laughs> I was standing I there for so, like dude. 15, 20 minutes and they said Ryan and they brought the drink out and it looked just like mine. And I go to touch it, and this girl's like, no, these are mine. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I, t I was taken aback. 
And then I don't know why I did this, but I just looked at her. I went, mine, mine, mine. And and I clamped my fingers like a crab. And then she was taken aback. And then I was kind of shocked I did it. But I was like, I was, I just. Did you say you were sorry after? Or you just. No, she was. No. I do. I think the idea of that scenario is funny to me. Like you doing that and her being like, and you being like. I'm sorry. I should. <laughs> no, no, no. That's yeah. rare, you know. Yeah. No. But. And then what happened? Were they yours? They were hers. Oh. But it was. The, but but I wasn't. Mine. I wasn't like mine. But like I went to touch, and she's like, "These are mine." So I just. Uh, Good. I just I just basically put a um, a, a mirror. mirror to her face. Yeah. And yeah, this is what this Francis is what you're technique. doing right yeah. now. Yeah. You're you you suck. Yeah. That's that, good, man. That was that. Sharing is caring, dude. I mean, if, in Frozen Planet too, as well. There was one episode where they showed a lot of animals who share meat, even when it's when it's uh, there's a lot of it. You know when it's scarce. Mm-hmm. There's this like snow pigeon dude, mm. and they share when they find something. They share. They call them all over. They all eat it together. Also, pumas share. Oh, apparently. I know. I found that quite <laughs> That's nice. That's cool. Well in the Andes. So, I like that. more of the story. The lady should have just let you have it, dude. Mm. Not even that. Just the <laughs> assumption that no, it was definitely hers. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shouldn't have let her have it. Damn, <laughs> that's yours, dude. I um, I encountered something that kind of this morning that well, that you, you do you, you don't ride city bikes, right, G? I used to when we used to record at your apartment. Oh, but I don't really anymore. I get too scared that I'm gonna die in one. Yeah, I was like, it's coming. It's I'm a gonna, hairy. I'm gonna get doored or I'm gonna get hit by a car. It's hairy, like for all sure. bikers do eventually. Yeah, but um, there is an interesting etiquette with city bikes where. Um, there's a dock right in front of my ha- apartment, and it uh, it's it's usually got two open slots at most. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of bikes, and there's a lot. There have been a number of times where I've struggled to park my bike. That's there. annoying. There's more people returning than taking. Yes, yeah. and it's frustrating. But um, the other day I pulled in. And there were two people that were waiting to dock, a couple. And they were all the way at the other end. And it wasn't certain that they were docking because they were sort of reading the map that's on the machine, the the city bike machine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can actually like pay for yeah. a day pass. And then, and I, as it turned out, I think they were looking at the map to find a nearby station because they'd already been waiting. But I, I pulled up to the opposite end. This bike rack has, I don't know, 50 bikes. So it's a big rack. And uh, just as I pulled up, somebody came and took a bike from my end. So I very easily uh, yeah. could have swooped in, parked my bike. But I believe so strongly in the unwritten rules of citizenship. <laughs> yes. In the social contract that I hollered. I said, hey, are you guys waiting? (laughs) And they said, yes, thank you. And one of them biked over and took the slot. Mm. And I went like that. I I gave him one of those sweeping after you gestures. That's nice. It's important, man. They were a British couple. In hindsight, they probably shouldn't have taken it because they were two and I was one. And then the guy uh, had right. to end up waiting right. a long time, too. Anyway. Yeah, if they, if they had done t- onto you what you had done onto them, they, they wouldn't have been in that situation. Because they would have been like, no, it makes more sense yeah. for you because you're one. But I'm not going to quibble. No. I'm not here to quibble. <laughs> I, now, now the three of us are just waiting together because she can't do anything <laughs> until he parks his bike. So, where are you guys from? And that's what it was. <laughs> they were British. I love British people. They were in town because his brother had just jogged from San Francisco to Central Park. Wow. In Forrest Gump, dude. And he set the British record for fastest person to jog across America. How long did it take him? 55 days. Jesus Christ. Did 55 miles a day. This guy's no fucking joke, dude. I mean, he's flying. I wonder if Dan Lamort knows about this guy. He would He would do six miles, stop for a snack. Oh. Six miles, stop for a snack. 
That's a lot of snacks. 55 miles a day, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Does he make money doing that? Was he like sponsored? He Probably, was right? doing it for uh, cancer research. Wow. Because their mom had passed away. Wow. Cancer. That is so sweet. So That's I had a nice crazy. chat with this guy. 10 minutes go by. Someone takes another bike. He grabs that. And then I had to go find a different station because I couldn't wait any longer. But, um, <laughs> you know, I do. I did feel good about how there is an adhered to protocol, especially, I would say, among city bikers. Yeah. Those are the types of people who will obey the who was here first. Mm-hmm. You get the dock. Right. It's not a first come, first serve. It's or it's not just like an every person for themselves buffet. The slot opened up in front of me. I'm diving in. Yeah. yeah. People are gonna are gonna be nice to each other. The types of people that select to ride city bikes. I like that. With that said, this morning there was one gray e bike. <laughs> Speedy McGonagall. The old Chris loves those, those things fly, dude. They're, they're dangerous. So much better. They are dangerous, but they fly. And I saw it, and I got excited, and I went over to it. And the QR code, which you scan using your phone on the bike, the QR code had been scratched oh, out oh with a sharp object, so that nobody could <laughs> scan it. That's crazy. And I was like, what the fuck? Why would somebody do that? And then I said, okay, well, you can manually input the serial number of the bike. Mm-hmm. I looked for the serial number. Someone had scratched no. out both sides of the bike. <laughs> Someone had said, I want to watch the world burn. <laughs> I'm going to take one of the oh best city bikes, the unicorns. The sea biscuit <laughs> on the rack, and I will make it unrideable for future riders. <laughs> Why would somebody do that? <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's savage! What a fucker! And you also you have to know city bike to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's probably some that's not just some kid, dude. that's not some vandal who just like walked by and was like, yeah. "Fuck city bank." Inside job, dude. I'm you know that is somebody who knows. Knows the bike situation, knows that that's how you unlock them, and said, <laughs> I, I, I'm having a tough time with puberty. <laughs> I, I yeah. was utterly enraged. And this <laughs> followed on the, on the heels of last night when I took the dogs out for their late, late night bathroom walk. I was walking back across my street, and there was a car parked in the street just idling, a big Cadillac Escalade. And I watched, I stopped, you know, four feet from the door to wait to cross the street. And I watched the door open slightly and a guy dropped just a big balled up paper wrapper right in the street, closed the door and drove off. And it took every part of my willpower not to pick up the paper and jog the car down which i would have been able to do because it was dumbo and it's like stop and go and say hey i i think you dropped this dude damn savage you ever watch someone litter savage. you ever see someone litter yeah, like that it's really poor form it's really like so shameful. intentionally not even like uh just a not even like a. it fell out of my pocket or i'm walking and it, i drop it a open the car door drop it onto the street, Bad. close car door, and leave. Let me ask you this. You had the task of sort of clearing your family land plot of litter. Yeah. Do you think that is part of why you are so passionate about it? I mean, I'm passionate about it too, but you're like extra passionate about Dude, it. I don't know what it is. I think it's, to me, it's like a, an act that, so fundamentally mars the world for other people it it lessens the experience of life yeah i don't i'm not even being like save the turtles like that is not what i'm talking about i'm saying you're fucking up where we live yeah you're fucking up my day yeah walking out to walk the dogs in the morning and just seeing trash everywhere dude terrible and it's those it's that it's like okay well what did you gain from doing it okay you didn't want the trash in your car 
fine. I don't disagree with that. Having trash in the car sucks. But to say that rather than have this piece, this wrapper in the car until I get to the next gas station or the next wherever I'm going and then take it out with me and throw it away in a trash can or to just open the door right here right now, take the trash and walk. There was a trash can five feet away. Dude, honestly, even if, even if this guy had asked me to fucking do it for him, yeah, I would have been grateful. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, hey, would you mind throwing Good this compromise. out? I've got a kid in the car. Wh- whatever. Lie to me. Would you mind throwing this out, dude? I can just tell you care so much. Yeah. I'm going to throw it on the street. If you weren't here, I would have thrown this on the street. It, no, <laughs> it, it, it was... It. I don't know why. It's just like when people do this shit to, to, to lessen the experience of living... For other people. We talked about it on the bracket, um, which is you know, a great pod. I came up with the topic of what I called citizenship fouls. Um, and we it's everything from, you know, using the shoulder to cut people to talking loudly in a movie theater mm-hmm. during the movie, or like texting, taking calls in a movie theater, any of these things. Uh not cleaning up your dog poop, um, you know, on and on and on. Those things. I don't know. I, 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 I hate to sound noble and, and like high-minded and holier than now. I'm not trying to be like that. I just... You're not. People, like, littering is, is gross, dude. You know, it's not a thing that people are doing, fortunately, blatantly. And like, thank God there are some laws around it. You know what I mean? A lot of the time it's like, thank God for anybody who like is, is an anarchist or whatever. Like, you need some order or people are just going to do whatever the fuck they want. I get really frustrated with their situations where whoever's in charge isn't doing something about something like that. That really fucking bothers me. For example, some airlines allow people to swarm the gate. Yeah. Even when they're row, they're zone seven. They're mm. standing in front of the fucking thing. And then if it's your turn, you don't even know if you can get on because you're standing behind these idiots. Yeah. So it's a similar kind of thing. I mean, conceptually. But agreed, dude. Like You shouldn't be just taking liberties with common space that I just, we all share. You know... I, I didn't get it. I mean, the guy's driving a, a fucking $130,000 SUV. I, it, 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 I don't know. You, you, write, you write a story about it. You're like, well, okay, is this a product of him not knowing any better? No. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. This is not someone who is, uh, you know, backs against the wall. They have nothing. Mm-hmm. The world has failed them, so they're just going to litter. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine reaching a level of indifference where something that requires as little effort as throwing away a piece of trash uh, was beneath me, mm-hmm. is, is not worth mm-hmm. my time. I don't know. I can't, I can't reconcile it, and I don't know how to fight it, and I'm not sure what you're supposed to do. Because um, I didn't even want to pick it up after he pulled away, because I didn't want him to see me picking it up, and then Come cause and a like, cause you. a problem or something. You. Yeah, <laughs> I was afraid of this toxic guy. individuals. So yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Sorry to leave us on that now. But. Oh, good. Um. Well, yeah. Listen, guys, clean up after yourselves. Don't litter in public. It's not cute. Yeah. Uh. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Yeah. Was he littering? Facts with Ryan. <laughs> we got a couple. Um. So according to the New York City Noise Code Guide. Construction may occur between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. on weekdays, Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. through 4 p.m. All non-emergency complaints should be reported to 311. Got it. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, that's good. Um, And then animal noises such as barking may indicate distress, danger, or an emergency situation in which you can call 911. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, good to know. And then while we were talking about it, I thought of a solution, but it's illegal. I was going to say you get a laser pointer. And aiming at the DJ's forehead so that everyone would run away and they would have to close down the rooftop. But that's very illegal. (laughs) Use of a laser pointer to simulate the laser sight of a firearm is prohibited. It shall be unlawful for any person to focus, point, or shine a laser pointer on another person or in the immediate vicinity of such person in such a manner as to to simulate the laser sight of a firearm. And then for the name Patrick, one in every 126,000 people in Japan are named Patrick. 
and one in every 578,000 people in China are named Patrick. Wow. A lot of Patricks. Like Patrick, who used to live in Japan, but now in Hong Kong. Yep. Shout out to Patrick. Mm. Very Very cool. cool. Gee, you got any uh, comedy coming up? Yeah, I got uh, July 14th in uh, Austin, Texas, Vulcan Gas Company, two shows. I have a New York show in August that I'll probably announce sometime in July. Then Detroit in September. Uh, I have Seattle coming up at some point, too, in the fall. I don't specifically remember. So well St. Pete, Florida, and a couple of other cities getting out of that. All tickets, not Julio.com. Francis, what about you? Very cool. Uh, this fall, guys, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona. That's in September, mid-September. Come out to that September 20th, I think. I'll also be in Boston and Providence and Toronto. And um, I know there's one other. I can't remember. And uh, I'll probably do a big New York show as well. So, all tickets for that, FrancisEllis.com. Can't wait to see... Oh, DC. I'll be at the Arlington Draft House again. Um, Coming all back to you guys. And uh, that's Oops the Podcast, everybody. Thanks so much. We will see you soon.